0: And today's topic is Strange Activities of Lord, session dedicated to Śrīla Prabhupāda. And we will be discussing now, we will be reading some of the verses. How we will discuss today, sometimes, most of the time, many times we have heard this thing that many people, they are not, not able to understand what are the activities of the Lord and sometimes, apparently, these activities look contradictory. And that's why many people, when they read Shastras and they read scripture, they read stories in Puranas, because of lack of understanding, they are not able to un- come to a proper conclusion. And sometimes they end up thinking that all these things are bogus or maybe Shastras are not clear what they want to convey. So it's not like that. Everything is very much clear here. And with every pastime for the Lord, there are some very, very, very important instructions involved. And that has to be understood under the guidance of proper authority. That is the most important thing that we will discuss today. How many times, many of the cases, even this the case of uh, Narasimha Deva appearance also, some things which are very strange, Lord is doing. which Generally, people don't accept but in that case of Krishna also, Krishna has many, many activities which generally people uh, they are not able to understand and they ultimately get confused. So let us understand. Let us raise today's verse first. Today's verse is not this one. So, this is 7th canto, 8th chapter, text number. So, this verse as this Srinarad Muni is speaking these verses to Yudhishthira Manat. So, what is this verse? (laughs) Shatavaduta Jalata Parapatandrahas Chetatrishivimustero Chisa Ambodaya Swashasta Vichakshubu what does that mean the hail on Lord Narsima days had shook the clouds and scattered them here and there. His glaring eyes stole the effulgence of the luminaries in the sky and his breathing agitated the seas and oceans because of his roaring all the elephants in the world began to cry in fear. this is the first verse second verse translation we'll read. Airplanes were thrown in the outer space and the upper planetary system by the hair on Narsimha Dev's head. Because of the pressure of the Lord's lotus feet, the earth appeared to slip from its position, and all the hills and mountains sprang up to, to its intolerable force. Because of Lord's bodily emergence, both the sky and all directions diminished in their natural enumeration. So this is the condition being mentioned here. What happens after Narasimha Dev? He ultimately he killed uh, Hiranyakashipu, and he was very angry. So, what was the situation that time? It is mentioned here that what was the situation? What things are happening? How this uh, entire universe was in fear, in tremble, and he was uh, Narasimha Dev was in very angry, angry mood. Now, well, the important thing which is mentioned here is in the Purva Prabhupada also read that there are. Airplanes flying in the sky long long ago can be understood from this verse. Bhagavatam was spoken 5,000 years ago, and the statements of this verse prove that symptoms of a very advanced civilization then existed, even in the upper planetary system as well as in the lower planetary system. Now we can see here. Sometimes people have this understanding that. No, earlier people were not civilized and there were no civilization five uh, before, 3,000 years before, and people were this, nobody was there on this earthly planet, and like this, many, many understandings were there, but you see, here it is mentioned clearly in the scriptures that how we can understand that there were many, many civilizations were there even before the civilization, and they were existing, and they were not only existing, they were very, very advanced civilization, not that they were like, you uh, no, uneducated people. They did not have anything to do. They did not know how to cook food and everything. They are most intelligent people. And this is to, not only a document 5,000 years back. If you read scriptures, it is talking about many, many millions of years history also we will find in our scriptures. So that understanding that this under this knowledge of Vedas were written some five years. Some, one person asked Prabhupada, how old Vedas are? There is a conversation some person asked Prabhupada, what is the life of Vedas, when it was written. Prabhupada says, Veda means knowledge. The meaning of Veda is knowledge. So, you if you can find out what is the date of knowledge, then you can find out what is the date of Vedas. That means there cannot be any date of Vedas. From the beginning of the creation, Vedas are there. Not in written form. Yes, written form, it was it was written by Ved. It was written around 5000 years back. But Vedic knowledge was always there. Vedic civilization was always there. This entire planet was called as Bharat Prabhupada mentioned many times. So that means that we may try to understand what is the age of this universe or what is the age of civilization we are living, how many civilizations have come and gone, but we, we never be able to understand what is reality through our own experiments. Because since we ourselves are not perfect, how can our experiments will be perfect? So it is not possible. And that's why Prabhupada also tells about Brahmastra. So just like we have this nuclear weapon these days, it's a gross, uh, it is made of gross gross matter, gross chemicals. Prabhupada says there's something called as Brahmastra which is made of subtle matter. It is called, it is made of uh, mantras, not subtle matter actually, mantras. So now today we don't have any understanding of subtle science. We have only understanding of gross science, whatever we can see through our senses, whatever we can perceive through our senses, that only we can say that is correct, or that is not correct. Something which we, we are not able to perceive through our material senses, we generally say it doesn't exit, or I can't believe like that. But the fact is that our senses are imperfect. A person who has, is colorblind, he has a disease of colorblind, he won't be able to see any color perfectly. But that does not mean that color does not exist. Color is there always. But the person in disease, that's why is not able to see that color. Similarly, right now, although everything is there, but we are right now conditioned we are because of our material senses, we are not able to understand. And Prabhupada gave example of Brahmastra, Prabhupada give example of mind. All of us see we have mind. You have mind, I also have mind. You have intelligence, I have also have intelligence. Ego also have. But we will not be able to see our mind, intelligence, but the fact is that it is there in our body so like that many many things which we cannot see it exists so for, for example gross material gross matter we can see earth ether, earth air water fire and ether but we cannot see subtle matter mind intelligence and ego, we cannot see but that exists and that is higher science that is a science of subtle subtle matter this is a gross matter this subtle matter so our acharyas our rishi munis those were those were there practicing vedic science they were knowing all these things, but they were not wasting their time in all these things because they were understanding that although these sciences are available, but ultimately the purpose of life is to understand the great, science, greatest science that is science of ourselves, signs of God. And Prabhupada said there are yogis, there are so many, they have mystical powers. They can uh, uh, still, they can, uh, they can take bath in all the most prominent rivers in India. So, every day they can take bath in seven rivers, probably. They have so much, so many powers because they can go, they know how to uh, travel through water. So, they can they, they will dip in one river and ultimately they will come out of other river. Like that, they can take water, they can take bath in all the rivers, prominent rivers in India. So, they have these kind of powers. Yogis have these kind of powers. And <clears throat> so, the subtle science is always there and this civilization is always there. Many times, it is not that some 5,000 years back, nothing was there. All these are mythologies, not like that. Everything is there. It is just that we are trying to perceive something which is beyond our senses. And we are trying to perceive that beyond our senses thing through our material senses. That's why we're not able to understand simply. And then, Prabhupada writes here, modern scientists and philosophers foolishly explained that there was no civilization prior to 3,000 years ago. But the statement of this verse nullifies such whimsical judgment this civilization existed millions and millions of years ago. It existed since the creation of the universe and it, include, it included arrangements all over the universe with all the modern amenities and even more. So this is there that yes modern civilizations are existing even now also we uh, they have sometime they do carbon rating and all these things they find some skull or something like that Then to themselves. say so yes this skull is some of these many billion, millions of years old. That means that time civilization was there. And that civilization far more advanced from this particular, present this civilization. Even Vedic civilization, Prabhupada, in Vedic time people used to eat in uh, plates made of gold and silver. Now we're eating in the plates made of plastic. So what kind of civilization we are living in? We are not at all advanced. They are, they will, they are more advanced than us. Because they were actually eating in silver plates and this kind of thing. There was a currency which has actual value. Now we are giving a paper, 100 rupees, but that paper does not have any value. But earlier there was a system of the coins were there. Coin, when you're giving a coin to someone, the coin is, has that value. But now we are giving paper and sometimes we see that paper does not have any value also. <laughs> Some economy fall down happens, something like that. So that was a civilization. Very, very scientific civilization was there. But because we are not able to understand and trace, then that time is that That's why we say nothing was there. This is this verse. Next verse. Manifesting a full effulgence and fearsome countenance, Lord Narasimha, being very angry and finding no constant to face his power and opulence, then sat down in the assembly hall on the exclaim throne of the king, because of fear and obedience, no one could come forward to serve the Lord strictly. Now you can see this is the verse of which I was I was reading, and it's a very interesting thing. And like like similar one similarly, one more thing is there in the Krishna book also. You find now this is the one side as we discussed in the last words that our senses are imperfect; we cannot understand. Uh, you cannot understand spiritual science with our material senses, and that's what happens when a person trying to understand Krishna and his pastime through material senses, and that ultimately you get frustrated. That's why with this system of we have to understand from bona fide Parampara. Now you see here that Hiranyakashipu was being killed, and Narsima Dev is finally uh, he has killed all the the persons and soldiers who were there, and he is going to sit on the throne. It's not in that sense a very big activity that Narsimadev is going to sit on the throne because he's Supreme Lord, he can sit anywhere.
1: But if you read
0: Prabhupada, if you read Prabhupada, Prabhupada is uh, mentioning here, he's quoting Acharya's what is the significance of Narsim of Narasimha Dev sitting down on the throne of Hiranyakashipu? Why he sat on the throne of Hiranyakashipu? Now it's not a very big question. Why he sat on the throne? Because he was Narsimha Supreme Lord, he can sit. No, but you find Prabhupada's writing in the purport that Narsimadev Dev, we will read from the words of Prabhupada only, when the Lord sat on the throne Narsima Dev, there was no one to protest. No enemy came forward on behalf of Hiranyakashipu to fight with the Lord. This means that his suprem- supremacy was immediately accepted by the demons. Another point, now you see, another point is that although Hiranyakashipu treated the Lord as bitterest enemy, he was the Lord's faithful servant in Vakunta, and therefore the Lord had no hesitation in sitting on the throne of that of Hiranyakashipu, so laboriously created. You can understand; it's not a very big thing, but this being explained by Acharya is why Narasimha Deva sat on the throne of Hiranyakashipu. Like that, there are many many activities of the Lord which we we may see; it is very normal sometimes, but it has a very big impact. One more thing like that. Now, one more thing, what is telling Prabhupada? Shri Vishnu Chakrit Thakur remarks in this connection that sometimes with great care and attention, great saintly person and rishis offer the Lord valuable seats dedicated with Vedic mantras. But still, the Lord does not sit upon those thrones. Sometimes you will see many, many uh, Vedic scholar and they, they, they chant mantras and all, but sometimes the Lord will not accept. But here you can see what is happening hiranyakashipu however had formerly been jaya the doorkeeper of akunta gate and although he had fallen because of the curse of the brahmana he had and had gotten the nature of a demon and although he had never offered anything to lord as hiranyakashipu but the lord is so affectionate to his devotee and servant that he nonetheless took pleasure in sitting on the throne that was that hiranyakashipu has created so, can you see that although Hirana as a demon never offered anything to the Lord, he was always behaving like a big enemy and he was trying to kill him. But Narasimha Dev has accepted a throne which made, which Nehirana Kashifu has made. And why so? Because he was a devotee of the Lord. Although he was acting as a demon, but that is as, per, as per the will of the Lord, he was behaving like a demon, but actually he is a devotee of the Lord. And Ras, right, very important. In this regard, it is to be understood that a devotee is fortunate in any condition of life. It is a very important statement. We have discussed this many times, but still, uh, this is a very important thing to understand. That whenever a person in 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 life he has some difficulties, he should never feel a devotee should never feel sorry that I am in this condition. No, in we should understand that devotee is always fortunate because the very fact that the Lord has. Uh, put his attention. Lord has focused on the devotee. His life is successful. Although he may be in so-called uh, conditions of life which are not favorable right now. For example, Pralagmara. somebody can say, five years as a child, so many troubles he has to face. I will not become a devotee. No. The devotee of the Lord is always peaceful. And you will see after this, this chapter, eight, chapter 9, chapter we will see where Narsimadev asked pralaksh maharaj that what is your what do you want to ask me? then he says i don't want anything for myself that means i don't want anything for myself i am happy i am not a businessman i don't want anything because i have worshipped you now you have come you have come now you give me something no i am not a businessman here i am not i do not want anything for myself i am simply thinking of all these people those were entangled in material world so devotee never wants to see anything for himself. He always trying to serve Lord, and he always feels some time, compassion also for those who are not able to follow Krishna consciousness. They are entangling in this material world. And similarly, just like we see here, just like we saw that, uh, just like Rana, Rana Kasyapu uh, was being killed and Narasimadeh sat on the throne. It's not a big, big activity, but Acharya has given explanation. Similarly, you will find one more thing if you have read Krishna book. In the Krishna, there is a chapter by name, Putana killed. So, Putana was a, a, a female demon who was appointed by Kansa to kill Lord Krishna. And when she came, she came in the form of beautiful woman. And she actually came in order to, she wanted to kill Krishna. As soon as she came, she saw Krishna. And Krishna closed his eyes after seeing her. Now, it is not a very big activity that Krishna closed his wife. In this, by this activity of Krishna, you will find, in Prabhupada's mention mentioned, different, different acharyas had different different opinions, why Krishna closed his eyes. (laughs) Now, you will see what is a big thing here, what is a big deal Krishna, maybe many times he closed his eyes, but why Krishna closed his eyes, Prabhupada has mentioned four four kind of explanation on that. So, I will share my screen for that also, so that we can read directly from that book, Krishna. Uh, Yes, so it is there. Krishna showed the nature of a small baby and closed his eyes as if to avoid the face of Utana. This closing of the eyes is interpreted and studies in different ways by the devotees. Now you can see this closing of eyes has been interpreted differently by different devotees. Some say that Krishna closed his eyes because he did not like to see the face of Kutana who had killed so many children and who had now come to kill him. Others say, Putna hesitated to take the baby on her lap because something extraordinary was being dictated to her from within. And in order to give her assurance, Krishna closed his eyes so that she would not be flitted. So, two, two explanations are there already. What, what is the one? First one is Krishna never wanted to see her face because she has killed many, many uh, children. Second is she was feeling something inside the heart but Krishna told, "Don't worry, I will take care." Second, third thing is, and yet others interpret in this way: Krishna appeared in order to kill the demons and give protection to the devotees. As said in Bhagavad Gita, "Paritrana sadhuna vinashaye dusprita." The first demon to be killed was a woman. According to Vedic rules, the killing of woman, according to Vedic rules, the killing of a woman and a brahmana cow or child is strictly forbidden. Krishna was obliged to kill the demon Putana and because the the killing of a woman is forbidden according to Vedic Shastras, he could not help but close his eyes. This is a third interpretation because he was supposed to kill a woman who was not supposed to kill as per Vedic instruction. So, he closed his eyes. Another interpretation is that Krishna closed his eyes because he simply took Putana to be his nurse. Putana came to Krishna just to offer her breast for the Lord to serve Krishna is so merciful that even though he knew Utana was there to kill him, he took her as his nurse or mother. So can you see here? Four explanations. Just Krishna, why Krishna has Krishna, Krishna is closing his eyes. There are four explanations. One is Krishna never wanted to see because she had killed many demons. Second, she was not feeling uh, comfortable. That's why Krishna killed, uh, closed his eyes. Third explanation is because he was going to kill a woman, which is not good as per Vedic the civilization. And fourth, Krishna to her mother, as nurse. So, that's why Krishna closes his eyes. So, very uh, simple activity. Many children, they close their eyes. But when Krishna is closing his eyes, there's something different. So one more important thing here to understand is what is the way of getting knowledge? So this is explained in Chaitanya Charita Amrita, that Guru, Shadhu and Shastra, there are three things we should understand. Whenever we take any knowledge, especially I talk about spiritual knowledge, we should cross-check these three things, Guru, Shadhu and Shastra. So whatever Guru is telling, that will be confirmed by Shadhu and Shastra. Sadhu means simply person who is following rules and evolution of the Vedas. So Guru, Shadhu, and Shastra. So whatever Guru is telling, that will be conferred by Shadhu and Shastra. Whatever Shastras are telling will be performed by Guru and Sadhu also. At the same time, whatever sadhus are telling, Guru will be performed by Guru and Shastra. So these three things always will come, will, will have the same understanding. So anything which is not coming in that understanding, we can say that there is something. Say there's some, there can be something which not be acceptable. So this is the way of understanding spiritual knowledge. It is not. Some It is not something which is a speculative knowledge. I can speculate whatever I want. As for my understanding, That's this is very, very actually common these days. Many times when we go to people, especially youngsters, they have their own philosophy. As for my understanding, happiness is a state of being. A person can become happy in any condition of life, provided he has that many understanding we have of life, which is based on our own limited thinking. So limited thinking is always wrong. What we have seen, just like, for example, we say there is no life on other planet. How can we say like that? There are many, many planets. We cannot we cannot go and we cannot stay there, but there are many living entities who are staying inside the water. We cannot go and stay in water also. But there are living entities, they are staying. Similarly, Shastas are telling there are living entities in all the planets. That's why plants are being made. They are more powerful than us. They are more intelligent than us. They have more lifespan, especially higher system. They have a bigger lifespan. Everything is mentioned. But we need qualification to go there and understand. And that qualification the understanding is coming from Guru, Shadu, and Shastra. So we should cross check. Just like many times people ask about uh, some, let's say there is some philosopher or some big Guru in present time who is very famous on YouTube these days. Now many times people come and ask what do you think about that person? What do you say about that? What do you say about that person. What do you think about that person? Prabhupada to say, what is his philosophy? Suppose I somebody came and asked me, what do you think about X, Y, Z? Prabhupada will directly not criticize. Prabhupada say, what is his philosophy? Now, his philosophy is this. Now, what, what he is saying is like that and Bhagavad Gita is saying like this. Now, you yourself decide who is more intelligent, Bhagavad Gita or this person. So, our our judgment, measurement standards should be what scriptures are telling, what gurus are telling, what Shadu Shastras are telling. If that is matching with that understanding, Person is okay, otherwise not. Now, the next verse in this connection, it is more of explanation purpose. So we will just read. Iranekashpu had been exactly like a fever of meningitis in the head of the three worlds. Thus, when the wives of demigods in the heavenly planet saw that the great demon had been killed by the personal hands of the Supreme Persian Godhead. Their faces blooms in great joy. The wives of the demigod again and again showed flowers from heaven upon Narasimhadi like rain. At that time, the airplanes of the demigods who desired to see the activity of the Supreme Lord Narayana crowded the sky. The demigods began beating drums and kettle drums and upon hearing them, the angelic women began to dance while the chiefs of Gandharvas sang sweetly. So there are uh, residents of different plants, Gandharvas and and here it is mentioned. Why? What was the situation there? My dear King Yudhishthira, the demigods then approached the Lord. They were headed by Lord Brahma, So that all the demigods now they are fearful that Dev is in angry mood. So they are going to approach uh, Dev, Headed by Lord Brahma, King Indra and Lord Shiva. And included great saintly person and the residence of Pitlop, Siddha Siddhalok. and the planets of snakes. The Manus approached and so did the chiefs of various other planets. The angelic dancer approached as did the Gandharvas, the Charanas, the Yakshas, the inhabitants of King Nanalokas and the Vetalas, the inhabitants of King Purushaloka and personal servants of Vishnu like Sunanda and Kumanda. All of them came near to the Lord who glowed with the intense light. They individually offered their Obiscences and prayers to Prayers, their hands folded, their heads. So now Brahmaji is offering first prayer. What Brahmaji is telling, My Lord, you are unlimited and you possess unending potencies. No one can estimate or calculate your process, process, and wonderful influences. For your actions are never polluted by the material energy. Through the material qualities, you very easily create the universe. Maintain it and again annihilate it. Yes, sorry, yet you remain the same without deterioration. I therefore offered my respectful obeisances unto you. Now, Prabhupada is standing here in the purport that activities of the Lord are always wonderful. So, one devotee was sharing this incidence, and one devotee, this is Chancellor was sharing this incidence.
1: One, once
0: one, one person came to our temple and he was a German from Germany and he was a director-producer and he has he has made a movie on Ramayana I think animation movie, animated movie on Ramayana so this person came to our temple and he wanted to be uh, devotees Pati Prabhu and then he met and he was telling that I have a desire of I, I want to make a movie on Lord Krishna also and Krishna but I have some doubts I wanted to clarify with you uh, before that. So, Chancheta told yes. They told yes. Please explain what should I, how can I help? Now, this person says that, see, there is an art of storytelling. Whenever we read scripture, any scripture, there is an art of storytelling. And what is the general way of storytelling is there will be a person who will be a hero. And this hero will have all the good qualities, whatever you can see. He will have all the good qualities, whatever saintly person should have, character and everything. And there will be a demon who will have all the bad qualities. And that's how slowly the story begins and ultimately, you no, know, the uh, the same, this hero will meet, this demon, whatever the person, ultimately, the, the hero will become victorious. This is the normal way of understanding the story. But when I saw Krishna, <laughs> when I see Krishna's uh, life, I see many many things which he has done, uh, generally common people does not accept. For example, a very famous example all of us aware, that he says that I have heard that Krishna used to play flute and when he used to play flute, the gopis, they used to come in the dead of the night and they used to dance with Krishna and, and then Krishna used to dance with them and they were already married. How to understand this thing, and he is hero of my movies. How how can I gonna uh, project him like a hero in this kind of condition where he's doing all these things? And whenever, moreover, he says, Paritranaya sadhana, dharm sar, saap, narta, saam, bami, yu, de, That means I appear to establish dharma. The one side is telling I'm appearing to establish dharma, other side I'm Krishna is doing these kind of activities. So, how to understand this thing? And so it's a genuine question. Many people they have this question that how. We can understand that Krishna is doing all these activities. So, and like that, many other activities are there. For example, we have <coughs> uh, Krishna's own in Mahabharata. He did many things. He spoke like, he has spoken lies. He has done He has broken his promise for Arjuna and uh, many other things, which is strange. Which is strange in the sense that generally people do not accept, but Krishna has done. And one person was telling me this question that Swamiji, I can understand, I can even believe, and I can I have faith that Lord Ramchandra can be supreme personality it. I accept Ramchandra can be supreme personality Godhead, but Krishna cannot be supreme personality it because Krishna has done so these kind of activities. He is stealing butter. Is doing all these activities. How can he be supreme? How can I say Supreme Pasati Godhead is stealing butter? Supreme Pasanti Godhead is uh doing all these activities. So that's why now we should understand what is the importance of the verse in Bhagavad Gita where Krishna is telling that Veda Am samititani. That means Krishna is telling I am knower of everything. Vartamana is Arjuna. Arjuna, I know everything. I know, I know past, present, and future. That means, Arjuna, I know everything. I know past, present, future, everything. But nobody knows me. Who am I? Nobody knows me. And that's why it is told that Krishna cannot be understood perfectly. Without the understanding, without proper understanding from Guru Shadu Yashartha. This word Krishna is Tattvata. Tattvata is actually a word which means in truth, not is artificial understanding. Okay, just like many people have, oh, Krishna dance with gopis. This is a very artificial understanding. People do not understand who, who is Krishna, who are gopis, what is the relationship. Simply understand there is a male, there is a female. there is the biggest reason people misinterpreted Krishna's pastime because they think Krishna as something like ordinary human being. And that's why Krishna says, the person who is foolish understands understand that I am a normal person. That means I am beyond this material creation. They do not understand. They think I am a normal human being like, like others. And that's why they misinterpret my pastimes and my activities. And ultimately, uh, this kind of understanding comes. How can I accept this Krishna? Supreme person Godhead, got it. Because he is doing activity. No, it's not like that. There is a reason behind every activity. Just like when... Krishna himself, he, uh, he is sitting on the throne of, Narasimha is sitting on the throne of Hiranyakashipu. There is a the reason behind that. Because Jay Vijay was a devotee of the Lord. Hiranyakashipu in previous life was a vice, And he was a devotee of the Lord. And that's why Krishna accepted. And one more thing you can write here in this purport one, one, one more activity. What Prabhupada is telling, the activities of the Lord are always wonderful. His personal servant Jay and Vijay were confidential friends. Yet they were cursed and they accepted the body of demon. Now you can see a it first itself is a very strange thing. The Lord's personal servant were being cursed. By whom? One more personal servant. Personal servant is one of the devotee. So they were cursed by four Kumaras. These four Kumaras also were great devotees of the Lord. And they cursed one more set of great devotees of the Lord. So it's strange. <laughs> so one cannot understand Lord, even what to speak of Lord. They cannot understand even the activities of the devotees of the Lord. We cannot understand the activities of the Lord as well as activities of devotees of the Lord, because both are transcendental. Just like Krishna, whenever He appears, He never, uh, He never entangled in material world, He never falls under that material energy jurisdiction. Similarly, pure devotees also, whenever they appear in this material world, they are beyond the conception of material understanding. So that's why Krishna is in Bhagavad Gita also. that means, I never fall under the characteristics of karma. And I do not desire any results of my karma because it is beyond this karma. Similarly, pure devotees also are beyond these activities. Now, one pure devotee, set of devotees are cursing another set of pure devotees. So, first, first thing is this. Another thing is, again, in the family of one of such demons, Prahlad Maharaj was caused to take birth to exhibit the behavior of an exalted devotee. So, first thing is what two devotees are uh, one devotee, one set of devotees are cursing another set of devotees who are personal servant of the Lord. And next, what is happening in one of that devotee who are being cursed, one devotee like Prahlad is taking birth. And then the Lord accepted the body of Narsima Dev to kill that same demon who, by the Lord's own will, had taken birth in a demonic family. So, what is happening by Lord's so will they are getting cursed? Lord's will, one devotee is taking birth in their body, and again, my Lord's will, Lord Himself is coming and killing that demon. So, this is called a strange activity. (laughs) Now, how can I explain all these activities? You cannot explain without proper guidance of a pure devotee. Therefore, who can understand the Lord's. Therefore, who can understand? The Lord's transcendental activities not to speak of understanding transcendental activities of the Lord. No one can understand even the activities of His servants. You cannot even understand the activities of servant. In Chaitanya Chaitanya, 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 Chaitanya it is said Tara Vaki Kriya Mudra Vijnana buja, Bujayah. No one can understand the activities of Lord's servant. Therefore, what to speak of the activities of the Lord who can understand how Krishna is be benefiting the entire world. The Lord is addressed as Shakti because no one can understand his potency and how he acts. It's the biggest mystery how Lord acts in this material world. That's why many people, they come up with this understanding after doing so much of research in this material world. Just like one of the very famous scientists. Entire life he, is, he has done research about Lord, whether how this universe is working. And finally he said, I think there is no God. <laughs> a thing which is very much visible for, with the common sense is not able, is a person who is very sober, intelligent, not able to understand. He says there is no God. Because in order to perceive Lord's presence here, that also requires little bit intelligence and mercy of the Lord. Let's show the pure devotees. And one more activities of Lord Krishna, which is, sometimes people get bewildered of how he disappeared from this material planet. Like, it is understood that, again, the Yadus, Yadus were so powerful, no one, no, one was, no one was able to kill them and they were like always victorious. So Krishna arranged a plan and the plan was the Yadus, they fought among themselves and they killed each other. And this is also one of the activities. Yadus, they were, those were personal family members of Lord Krishna. They fought among themselves and ultimately they killed each other. <laughs> so this was one of the activities, how to understand this thing. But this is a lost transcendental activities. Now one more thing you see, how Krishna disappeared. So Krishna was sitting beneath a tree, and a hunter came. And a hunter thought that soul of Krishna as uh, as a deer's leg. And then he he shot an arrow, and it was uh, Krishna. It it had uh, it uh, ultimately Krishna was being hit with that arrow, and finally Krishna left this material planet. Now you just analyze and understand Krishna. When he was three months old, he killed Putana. And what is the size of Putana? If you read Krishna, we'll come to know. What was the size of Putana? He lifted Govardhanil when, when he was seven years old. And like that, he did many, many activities, even in childhood also. That Krishna, who is so powerful, can he be killed by just by shooting an arrow? Just, just imagine. This is the meaning of having strange activity. And it, it is mentioned in, uh, if you read Bhagavatam or it is mentioned, Krishna says, yes, I have done these activities because of my own sweet will. This is my desire. I wanted to go like this. So this is the way Lord performs His pastimes and activities. For example, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a very strict sannyasi. He took sannyas just to preach because at that time there was a very great. Uh, if you if a person is sannyasi, he he will be able to preach very nicely. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu simply took sannyas because he wanted to preach. And he was a very strict sannyasi. And for a sannyasi, it is forbidden to uh, speak to a woman or a wealthy person. He cannot speak to a woman, he cannot speak to a wealthy person. This is forbidden for sannyasi. Now, that Chaitanya Chet- Mahaprabhu, who is such a very strict sannyasi, woman, this is what he used to pay obeisances from a very far distance to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Same Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is actually glorifying and chanting name of Kopis. You will find this in Chaitanya Charitamrita again. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is glorifying Gopis and chanting their name. And what he says, Ramya kacchitupasana brjvadavu vargeena ya Kalpita. That means among all the kind of devotional service of devotees, Ramya kacchitupasana brjvadavu vargeena ya The kind of devotional service, the devotional service activities exhibited by Gopis are the highest. So one side is a sannyasi, another side is glorifying Gopis. So all these things we can understand only when we take knowledge from bona fide parampara understanding. Otherwise we will misinterpret this thing. Especially Krishna's Rasrila pastime. Many people they directly jump to 10th Canto of Bhagavatam where talks about Krishna's personal life. No. So Gude Goswami, Swami again who is a great devotee and who is not at all attached to material things. He is speaking to these activities to Parikshit Maharaj who himself is a great devotee in, in Srimad Bhagavatam. Now what they have to, why they want to discuss about this thing? Rishivana is about to leave his body. Why you should know about activities of the Lord with gopis? Because a pure devotee understands there is no difference between activities of Lord with gopis and activities of the Lord regarding uh, Prailad Maharaj or any other. And that's why Bhagavatam, the tenth Canto of Bhagavatam, is considered as Lotus Face of Krishna. So before reading this understanding, uh, this rasila portion of Krishna's pastime. One should first of all read and understand first nine cantos of Bhagavatam, which are very, very, very important. The CV are on what we see unfortunately these days. Actually, we should not see ideally, because in- instead of understanding about Krishna, we will be just like these people. They show Krishna and Radharani like a normal male and female and they, and that's why they increase their TRP. So, we should not see ideally. Instead of getting wrong, wrong information, better let us not take any information. So, these TV serials are not actually creating, giving wrong information to the society about Krishna's pastime. We should not see, try to avoid this kind of TV serials. If really you want to see, read, then you read Krishna book, where Prabhupada is nicely explained about Krishna's, even Rasila's pastime also. That we can, we are able to understand the Rasila pastime. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna himself, Radharani and Radha Krishna, means he never discussed past pastimes of Krishna, uh, this Rasila pastime in public. Only with three or four devotees or a very, very confidential Sharuk, Damodar, Ramanandrai, and uh, Shikhi Mahiti, like that, he discuss about pastimes of Rasila. He never discussed in public pastimes so of we even not with Rukh Goswami, Saratan Goswami also. Never. He only discusses. Chanting, philosophy and how to how devotees should behave. What is the philosophy of Krishna, Achinta, Veda, Ved. But with various uh, confidential devotees like Ramananda, Rai discuss about uh, Rasdila portion of Krishna's pastime. So you can see how important it is to take knowledge in a proper authorized way, in a systematic way also. Not directly, I will jump to Rasila. No, know. we should take and that is why uh, then only we will understand proper uh, having proper gradual and organic growth in spiritual life otherwise if we want trying to jump then it will it will can it can create havoc in a devotee's life and how to take that so that is very important we may read many scriptures also we may read bhagavatam also till the time we get mercy of guru divya gyan hridaya prakashito we read divya gyan hridaya prakashito till the time the divya gyan is not being there in our heart and that divya gyan will come by mercy of Spiritual master. These chant these prayers, Sri Guru Padma Kevala Bhakti Siddhma. That means, I pay my obeisance into the lotus feet of my spiritual master. Then, till the time spiritual master does not permit a disciple, does not give his mercy, Devagyan will not prakash. Devagyan will not trakash. And Prabhupada himself is a great example of that uh, understanding. He was so much attached to his Guru's order, then he took all the trouble. And they Now he, he spread all the message all over the world. Not only Prabhupada spread all over the world, all his disciples also got that same mercy. They got the empowerment by Srila Prabhupada. So that's why, if a person is sincerely following instruction of spiritual master and trying to serve him to the best of his capacity without any reservation, Prabhupada writes this thing in 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita somewhere. That a disciple who has served spiritual master without any reservation. Reservation means. Uh, out of 10 instruction, I think this I can, this I will follow, this I will not follow. I will, I will apply my own mind in this thing. No. Without reservation means whatever spiritual master has told, we should do that. That is the meaning of without reservation. So that the disciple who has served spiritual master, without a reservation, he will get special blessings of the Lord. Otherwise, we will get reciprocation according to our surrender. That's like Krishna says, Similarly, <inaudible> spiritual master also, when he sees that his disciple is genuinely want to serve him, genuinely want to Preach this message, this glory. Then he will get all the intelligence, all the understanding. Whatever is required to advance spiritual life will automatically will be given by spiritual master. So, what we are discussing here, Guru, Shadun, Shastra, the real understanding, the crux, many times people read Bhagavatam also. But these things are not clear to many people about Krishna's personal pastime and when why Krishna is behaving that particular way. They are not going to understand because Dibhigyan has not hit the Prakash in the sense, yes, we have read the knowledge we have. Krishna has this thing, that thing. The knowledge is there. But transcendental knowledge is not there. Knowledge about Krishna is one thing and transcendental knowledge is different thing. Many people have knowledge. Okay, he took birth there, he went there and everything. That is not Tatvata. Tatvata means, yes, what is the truth behind that activity? Then we can understand by the mercy of Guru. And Prabhupada himself is a great example for that. And how he always uh, meditated on Guru's order. He always tried to make sure that he's following his Guru Maharaj's instruction. Although he was such a great Acharya, but he never took any credit for that. He always thought, whatever I, I am doing, it is by mercy of my Guru Maharaj I am able to do that. So we'll see video now. And this video talks about the greatness of Srila Prabhupada, how he was not at all attached to him. Hey, are you
1: someone who uses Microsoft Excel at your work? Events. If yes, then I can help you save up on up to 2 hours of your work every single day.
0: Some of you would have seen earlier also, but it is a good thing to again hear from Prabhupada.
1: So in this way, gradually I became attached to these gauri mount activities, and by the grace of Krishna, my, my business also was not going very well. Krishna says, "The dhanam if somebody wants to be actually devotee of Krishna, at the same time keeps his material attachment, then Krishna's business is he takes out everything material, so that same person he becomes. Uh, I going mean to say, dependent on Krishna. So that actually happened to my life. Uh, I was obliged to. Come to this moment to take up this very seriously. And I was dreaming that Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is calling me, please come out with me. So I was sometimes horrified. Oh, what is this? I have to give up my family life. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur is calling me. I have to take sannyas. Oh, I was horrified. But I saw several times calling me. So anyway, it is by His grace I was forced to give up my family life and so called business life. And he brought me somewhere or other in preaching his gospel. So this is a memorable day. What he desired. I am trying little bit and you are all helping me. Uh, so I have to thank you more. You are actually representative of my Guru Maharaj. because you are helping me in executing the order of my Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much.
0: So This was the mood of Prabhupada. He never took any credit, and he always was praying that Guru Maharaj's blessings are there. That's why he was doing everything. Just like it is not possible to understand Krishna's activities. It's not possible to understand activities of spiritual devotees also. Many times we see some, uh, some, sometimes we see some activities which generally we are not able to understand. But there is a verse in Bhagavatam also which says That means just like sun, sun can absorb, Uh, water from even a muddy place also, dirty place also, but sun will not be contaminated. Sun can purify even a most contaminated place also, but sun will not be contaminated. Similarly, a devotee can do some activity which apparently looks like pure devotee, not normal devotee. Pure devotee, those who are exalted personalities, they can do some activity sometime which apparently looks uh, contradictory, but they are not contaminated because of the activities, because they are above all these activities. That we need to understand very very clearly that pure devotees of the Lord they are never under the laws of karma. They are beyond laws of karma just like Krishna is beyond laws of karma similarly devotees of the Lord, pure devotees also they are working beyond laws of karma. So nobody can uh, nobody can challenge them in the sense that they have done this kind of thing. But they should be on that platform and neophyte cannot uh, imitate that activity. Exalted devotees can do that. So there is a proper understanding that we should never criticize. We should never judge. Also, activities of the Lord or His devotees by His by our material contaminated senses, because that is not possible. And that is a law that you cannot judge. You cannot find fault in exalted personality. That is a law of mentioned nature. Father, so that's all. The Lord's activities are wonderful. Very very exalted devotees have done that. Also, we can understand only. We can first we have to understand from bona fide system the descending process of knowledge from Guru, Shadi and Shastra, then only we can understand this knowledge. Otherwise, it is not possible for us to understand.